0: FM to get started. We're back for Killjoy season five, the final season. It's me alone today. It's gonna be a lonely time, but guys, we have so much to talk about with Johnny and Dutch, Bree and Garrett, Johnny and Dav and Dutch and Dav and Dutch's Awakening, Zeph and Dutch. Then we got Zeph Stinky, and Lucy, Dutch's plan to awaken the others, they'll say and Jack the Lady. We got a special segment, we got all sorts of things. We're gonna talk. All about it today, because we're talking about run, y'all, run, because it's going to be a lady, 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 lady time. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz <laughs> It is Season 5, Episode 1, Run, Y'all, Run, which is what she's got to do right now. I kind of am not used to calling her you It's very much uh, grinding on me. I'm going to be calling her Dutch the entirety of this episode because it's just so much easier to call her Dutch. Obviously we left off at that huge cliffhanger season four where the memories are taken by everyone. Everyone's living a double life. Everyone's living a new life and they have no awareness of it at all. The lady has won. The lady unfortunately has won and my iPad has unfortunately gotten voice muting things on. There we go. We're good. We got tons of people in the chat. Thank you all so much for joining us, uh, from last season. Obviously, Ivan Soto, Paul P. Man Howland, and, uh, the others who are, who are joining us from season, uh, four, who's followed the after show this whole time. As always, I'm your host, Stephen Lemieux. Uh, we should have some other hosts joining us this season as well, but if not, uh, I'll try to knock these out as well as possible for you guys. Obviously, um, we're going to try to book some guests as well. Shout out to Adam Barkin, uh, the showrunner of the season, who gave us a very, very nice letter about uh, how the after show has impacted the creators of killjoys and how it's helped them also huge shout out to hannah john came and shout out to aaron ashmore of course tom allison and uh, kelly mccormick and uh rob stewart like everyone who's involved in the cast who put on such a great performance last season and of course are putting on a great performance this season uh the live chat's blown up guys if you want to join us for the live chat i believe we're doing these sundays at 6 p.m check my twitter at Stephen lemieux if you guys want that uh the updates on that because that might change depending on my schedule but uh we're gonna be uh talking all about run y'all run which is the premiere episode of season five the final season of sci-fi's killjoys i'm so excited that they actually got a final season uh so many times series are canceled without a without a uh without an opportunity to end it and wrap it up in a nice little bow Um, gonna break down basically by characters. Uh, I kind of have some of the interactions. We're going to update on where the characters are thinking, like the kind of storylines that the lady has given them. The lady is like on some really, really kinky role-play-ish right now. I love that they kind of had that scene between Johnny and Dutch who's like, all right, they're rack agents. Yeah, we're killjoys. Mm, kinky. Because that's literally what the lady is doing to everyone. She's like a girl playing with dolls to try to find out and go Sherlock and find out where Jack is to get Jack, which is weird because uh, the only thing that I thought was interesting was why did she have Jack running around the quad, or not Jack, Davin running around the quad, Asking where Jack is when she knew where Jack is because she sent Blackroot and the Holland to get at, uh, Red Nine to track down Del Sea and Jack. She obviously knew where they were. So it's kind of weird that she was controlling Davin, but maybe it's not as uh, – maybe the lady works in different ways in terms of like she creates these storylines and just kind of like lets them go. And doesn't really care, she doesn't really take two hands on of what Davin's doing at any time or what people are doing at any time. They just kind of like go according to, s- they're like on a rail and they're just kind of going. And then at any time she can take control of them and do things. But like, I don't know, I'm just going to go ahead and assume at that point I'm going to drink some Red Bull. Not sponsored, but keeps me energetic, keeps me going, keeps me here for you to talk Killjoys. We do have a special segment today. Our special segment is going to be That Lady's a Parasite. We're going to do it every week. I'm going to feature 10 different parasites that control the minds of their hosts. Tonight's parasite is going to be the Kamikaze Horsehair Worm, so Google that if you want to be knowledgeable before the end of the episode. And then we also have our top three tonight, which is going to be the top three world-building elements of Killjoys, and of course we have predictions. So let's go ahead and get into it really quick. Before we do, my overall thoughts on the episode I thought it was a really strong season one start, or season five start. I think it it felt like a, a long episode. It didn't feel like it went quickly. It felt like we took our time, established characters, established kind of what the characters are going to be like in their uh, their lady life and what they're going to be like in their not-lady life and how hard it's going to be to get them out of their not-lady life. Obviously, we need to keep... One of the characters out of the lady life, which is what I'm calling the lady life. You guys know the, the hallucination is the lady life. So Dutch is out of the lady life. She becomes our main figurehead for this uh, this episode. And the, probably this season she's going to be the one who's the most lucid and sane. I, I'm curious if they're going to play with the characters in a way that makes them immediately out of their memory lady life, or if they're going to be like half in half out. And like throughout the entirety of the season, they're going to be jumping in and out. Of, like, let's just say Dutch gets Johnny completely out of her, out of his lady life. And then he just gets like sprayed randomly in episode four, two episodes after he gets out of it. And then he's back into his lady life. Like, I'm wondering if they're going to be jumping in and out and if they're going to have to have the, this shock collar or something to pull them out. Ivan Soto says it's called the Memory Matrix. You know what, Ivan? I like the Lady Life. So the Memory Matrix is now known as the Lady Life, and I'm sticking to it. So let's start with Johnny and Dutch, where they're at, what's going on with them. Johnny's married to Dutch in this life. Jack is their son, which is interesting. He's on crush for a rich kid boarding school. Against his will and against Dutch's will, Johnny's of the mindset, which really goes back to Johnny's character beginnings that, you know, he never really got the opportunities that all the rich kids got or that all the smart kids got. He kind of just got lumped together with his dad and with Davin, who left. And when Davin left, of course, Johnny was the one who had to take the brunt of all the beatings. So it's kind of cool that Johnny, even in in his lady life form, is excited even if he shouldn't be for uh Jack to be sent, have sent in his mind sent off to a boarding school to kind of become something because he never had that opportunity even though he doesn't get to see his son anymore so i did really like that aspect of it Obviously, uh, they have marital problems between Dutch and, De- and Johnny, which we learn is caused by their mutual fake memories of the lady life that Jack was sent off to the boarding school. Because Dutch is super against it. Dutch is of the belief that n- no matter the narcissism of children or whatever they have to deal with, they should still be their parents and they should still be involved in their lives as they grow up. Um, so it was kind of interesting how they how they played that up. Uh, we can jump over to uh, Pre and Garrett, which man pree's got hair again y'all can we just get a get a round of applause for for pre looking like uh okay okay that's a pretty good round of applause uh for pre bringing up the bringing back the dew not the warlord do he's grown out the black hair this time he's not bleaching it but it's uh it's definitely a good look for the character and it makes him look uh way more intimidating if if that makes sense. Uh, And it's good that they're changing the characters up, but not too much. And by getting into that, we'll get into the fact that Garrett has a fiancé. Garrett is, uh, you know, with a woman now. And things seem to be going okay with that until we are introduced to Davin pulling him aside and basically saying, Yo, you're wanted for just going two worlds. You got this third one on the way. Even if you're clean now, you got to help me out. You got to tell me where this jacket is. But actually, you tell me what you know about this Dulcella lady. We'll figure this stuff out. We're going with that. But what's really interesting is that no matter how different their timelines are, Garrett and Pri are still hooking up and they still have a relationship in this world, in the lady life. Uh, Garrett is engaged to his fiance, but Pri is a rack agent who's been covering up for Garrett for a long time, and they have like this interesting, interesting romance going on. Uh, Shout-out to Paul P-Man, who says, Pre is always in some different kind of drag. Uh, it was Pre's beard that mind-screwed us, and it's so strange to see Pre be serious. Yeah, I mean, I think it is interesting that Pre is being super serious. And of course, it was a little bit, bit hypocritical, though, too, because you have the meeting later on between Pre and Davin where Pre's like, what are you doing, Killjoy? You should have been reporting to me. I'm the rack agent on site. And Davin says, I do things a little bit differently. I'm a Killjoy. And then Pre's like, well, I do things only by the book. But I'm like, wait a second. You don't. You're sleeping with Garrod and covering for him even though he is a wanted fugitive even though he's clean now yeah hashtag lady life dude guys let's start this uh hashtag killjoys with hashtag lady life i want to really get that get that hashtag going so i'm really liking where the 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 pre and uh garrett storylines are going i think it's an interesting choice to make them still have a relationship uh i know that it is kind of a i mean it's kind of a stretch honestly to to have that be still a thing But the character dynamics between the two of them and the the chemistry between the two actors is just so powerful that it would be really like – to the detriment of the fan base and to the detriment of the quality of the show, for them to not have that, so I'll let it slide. Uh, let's move on to Johnny and Dan- and and Davin. Uh, for the one time this episode in this season, I will say Johnny and Davin. We got to bring that back for once. Come on, guys! You've been with us for five seasons. I got to bring the inside jokes back. So Johnny and Davin have the brotherly banter they've always had. Obviously, there's a little bit of a Uh, divide between them because Davin is still the the handsome blue-eyed gentleman that's after Johnny's wife he is a he is a homewrecker in the lady life this is welcome to the lady life homewrecker Davin hashtag lady life Davin now likes to sleep with wives which I guess makes sense because he also I believe he slept with Potter I think i don 't know uh, my memory's a little hazy here, guys maybe i 'm coming out of, maybe i haven 't been fully awakened from the lady life. You tell me did Davin sleep with Potter? I thought he originally did, which means that he slept with both of johnny 's wives now. Uh, you guys can tell me uh, you guys can tell me if i 'm right or wrong, but yeah,' pretty sure he did uh, let 's go on because that 's all we need to know really about Johnny and Davin right now. Uh, let's go to Dutch and Davin. They have this moment over a drink where he's, he knows they're having marital problems. Uh, it's interesting that Dutch, this was an interesting character choice for Dutch that she was open to it. Uh, I'm going to chalk it up to the fact that she's so visibly near the surface of the lady life, uh, bubble. Um, the, the surface tension bubble of the lady life versus the real life that she could blur the lines a bit due to the chemistry they have and due to the subconscious mutual attraction between the two characters but it's very outside of Dutch's character uh her entire character to cheat on somebody like that so that was kind of that was kind of a weird character flaw that I didn't see them in, uh introducing to her character but you know I could see it be the excuse being she's so She's very shallow in the lady life. She's not deep in it like Johnny and Davin and Pri. She's shallow in the lady life, and I believe that's because she shares uh, similarities between the lady and, of course, Anilia, And We know that whole storyline as Dutch was created from the green, and the lady was in control of the green and submerging it for so long. I'll get into that in predictions, but yeah, keep that in mind that Dutch is uh, separate, has a layer of separation that nobody else Does So it's going to be a little bit harder for her to be submerged in memories that are fake. Uh, She's also fought the lady on numerous occasions and had to fight against false memories. She's been placed within her own memories and had to find the fallacy to realize that it's not a real memory and that the people inside them were the lady. So I think she's just more experienced with the realization of disillusionment. So... It is kind of interesting, though, that they made that. But she's into him, and he is definitely still into her. But she is actually having memories triggered from touch. And if we all remember, uh, let's, uh, oh, Ivan Soto says, Steven, I hated it, but yes, Potter and Davin did sleep together. So, you know, Davin's just really a brother homewrecker, you know, even in the lady life. Once a once a brother homewrecker, always a brother homewrecker. So kind of sucks. But anyway, going back into it, I want to mention to you guys that remember what the green is. The green was a computer, basically. It was an organic computer that can hold data and memories, right? And the first time we see people interact with it, it's a pool of it, and they put their fingers in it. You then have to go to the next level that Dutch is made of the green. So Dutch is technically made of this kind of – she's human, but she's also – human matter that's been created from this so i'm sure there's some aspect of her dna or some aspect of this which will go into jack needing her dna some aspect of this that still contains aspects of the green and she's not dead so it means that she has living aspects of the green so realize that when she touched davin that was her activating previous memories previous data from the green and it's kind of a touch based system. Just like Johnny, when she kissed Johnny and she saw those flashbacks, it was reactivating data that was within her mind. Whether that's within her brain or within that, the fact that it's her still having connection to the green, I think it was was pretty pretty interesting. Um, so let's go ahead and move on to Dutch's Awakening. So we have the moment where she touches Dab, then we have the moment where she's kissing Johnny. And Poor Johnny, man. Every time he, she, he, he's, he finally gets a break. He finally gets to have like a, a girlfriend who's not dead. And the moment she kisses him, it's like, this is wrong. This is wrong. I can't do this. It was like a Cetrachian. Ah! This is wrong. No, this is wrong. The master. Um. So it was kind of poor Johnny. Uh, she gets locked in a room. We see the lock, the electric lock open up. The red box from her, uh, from her past, is on the bed, and it has the dongle for killing Hullen. You know that little like phallic thing that's very spiky and is phallic if you're brave enough. Hashtag internet memes. Hashtag lady life. Maybe Dutch is into that in her lady life. We don't know. So she's locked in and. The memory of opening the red box, which is obviously going to Inside Out, is a core memory for her, which we've seen it so many times with Klein, the red box and the knives. And we see her open it. She starts freaking the F out. And her contamination bracelet, which we'll get into here, is going off the chains, finally is like beep, 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 beep. beep and she comes to the realization of who she is. She really, really tries to get out of that room, though. So it goes to show how how brainwashed people are into thinking these decontamination bracelets are. And also at the end, we're learning that they're activated by stress. So it it shows that she's so stressed out that it gets to the maximum point until it stops working on her and she takes it off. And she is now back to core memory Dutch, who is completely awakened. But we have to think back to, and I'd like you guys to comment in the chat, who locked Dutch in the room? I'll give you guys a few seconds to think about that. Um, I'll read some chats. In the meanwhile, Paul says, I think the suppressed memory of Davin making the beast with pos." I think I suppressed the memory of Davin making the beast with Potter. Renji says, she's technically a techno organic, a virus to the ladies' malware. So she's the bug in the malware. Interesting. Uh, Ivan Soto says, Steven, the others got memories from touch as well. So Dutch isn't any different. Um. Technically, they did, but not in the same way. Uh, Ivan Soto says Klein locked her in the room. And hmm, good point about Dutch. She has had more experience with being gaslighted and remembering what happened. Exactly. Uh, Ivan Soto says Klein locked her in the room. Now, I'm going to expand on this and tell you why that's an interesting theory and why it is possibly right and possibly wrong. So, I want you to imagine for a second, and this is a big prediction right here, guys, and I don't think it's Klein, and I'm going to tell you why I don't think it's Klein, is because Klein's consciousness has been established as something that the lady has pulled out of the green. She's pulled it out of the hull, and he is effectively alive. Klein is effectively alive in the flesh, and his consciousness is alive in the flesh. So, it's not Klein. But let me throw something your way and see if it blows your mind and see if Adam Barkin DMs me saying what the fuck, Steven. Uh, I'm just kidding. I haven't seen anything further than episode one. But I think, imagine if you will, if the lady was not the only one to get out and having the powers of the green Wi-Fi. Imagine if you will, if the green... Is the same as it always was, where multiple consciousnesses are in it, multiple people can be in it, but now the green is, as I said last season, the cloud. So if we're to assume that the lady escaped, even though she was uploaded from the cloud, uploaded to the cloud, and she was downloaded into the real world through the cloud, and now she started her own cloud in the real world, there's nothing that says Anila couldn't have been downloaded to. So In my mind, everyone who the lady has brainwashed, who she can take control of at any time, I think that, albeit with less power, I think Anila is uploaded to the cloud in much the same way the lady is, and can also take control of people. But she has to be much more, you know, subtle. Much more subtle about it. So... Also when we see the klein scene at the end klein see, klein says those are my girls. He says I don't forget I don't remember what the exact quote was but he says my girls. And I think klein is well aware that Anila is alive in the consciousness of the people she goes between. So, I really think that that's going to be a big uh, big reveal later in the season that Anila has been uh, kind of Hopping through the minds of people in a cloud-based platform within this this new green, the new the new the new green. Hey, welcome to the new green, where we have a green bottled, green bottled, green canned, green vegan, green paleo, green gluten-free green. Get all the green. Uh, Ivan Soto says Anila is out as well. Question mark. I guess Klein did say that the lady is underestimating his girls, so maybe that's what I said, I says it, I predicts it, and I don't knows it, but that's what I'm saying. Uh, let's move on to uh, Zeph and Dutch. Also, who else would place the red box? Who else would know the core memories of, of, of Yala? Like It's got to be Klein and Anila working together, and I think Anila can contact Klein through the green, and I think that Klein is working through Anila's ability to transfer consciousness through the green so that's what I would say on that uh let's go into Zeph and Dutch I think uh Zef has an amazing character arc I think she was my least liked character ever when she was first introduced season four she grew on me and she was she turned into a great character um and now season five she's awesome uh, she's she's got great writing she's got great dialogue and she is an awesome character and obviously it's an interesting choice what they've done with with zeph right now because what they what they didn't do is they didn't make her a damsel in distress due to the death of her love which they very easily could have done by making her be the first person to be awakened. Because she's the only person who's really onto the scheme, as she has a conspiracy theorist's mindset, and she comes on, she realizes about the memory delusion. She realizes that everyone's in a mass, mass delusion. But they don't awaken Zeph, because if they awaken Zeph, they have to deal with the fact that her love, I'm so sorry guys, like I, I forgot to write the name down, is dead and he died saving yeah so it's really it's really interesting that they haven't cuz i know that the moment that they they awaken Zeph we're going to have to deal with that i'm glad that they uh, Pip. They didn't fringe Pip. Yeah. So they didn't. Uh, they didn't bring up Pip. They didn't have her have a whole meltdown about Pip. We're not going to tackle that yet. That will be another episode. But right now, that's not what we needed to. Uh, I love the Dutch called her Thinky. I guess she's just like the conspiracy theorist of town. Uh, Thinky. She's studying the weather because she's like nobody realizes it. But hey, like this global warming thing's happening. Not global warming, but you know what I mean. The, the equivalent. Her lady life has become Al Gore. Zeph is the Al Gore of the lady life. She is the one creating the documentary of An Inconvenient Truth. And she's about to air it at the Old Town Film Festival. And everyone is going to be like, Nah, bitch, you crazy. And then once the tentacled thing from that weird gaseous form comes out, because the world's being terraformed, they're going to be like, oh, got it, the rain, and the glacier's melting, and the penguin's dying, and the polar bear's dying. Got it, Zeph, you were right. Um, so that's uh, that's going to be what's going on. Uh, so she's the first person to realize the memory delusions. She's still just as hyper-intelligent as always. She realizes the feather is the failsafe. We have the moment where... Uh, Dutch says that Zeph is her failsafe, and then Zeph has the realization that the weather is the failsafe. So if people can't get to the, uh, people can't get to the showers, then the weather's just gonna submerge them in the green cloud, calming rays of memorical encoding. So it's great. Zeph's lady life is Al Gore. So hashtag an inconvenient Zeph. So we have hashtag lady life and hashtag an inconvenient Zeph. Also, she gets shot and she is a badass. So just as soon as she realized that she's a badass, she gets shot in the stomach. I think she's going to be fine. I don't think they're going to kill Zeph until episode eight or nine, if they're going to kill her at all. I think it's going to be way later in the season. She's too an important character. But I think it is interesting because if... You have her shot in the chest. She's going to be weaker. It raises her stress levels and possibly could disillusion her next episode. So I think Zeph's awakening is going to be next episode. I will say that I have not seen any scenes for next episode. So just throwing that out there for you guys, because I watched this um, on the sci-fi online. Um, The chat says, ER's grandpa, Zeph Pip actors had a cool appearance together on The Expanse. E.R.'s grandpa says, Zeph Gore, love it. And it's a topical storyline. Yes, it's very, very topical. I didn't catch the one day to rain until it was too late. Yeah. So I'm, I'm digging Zeph's storyline. I think it's really cool how they're using the rain and how they're using the terraforming, which we'll talk about soon. Let's talk to Lucy. Lucy is just as clever as ever. She triggers Johnny, uh, but unfortunately, Johnny is not kept in the ship long enough to actually wake up. So he's just back to Lady Life Johnny. But we learn that Lucy is alive and well. They keep trying to wipe her memory banks, but she used an off-site backup that automatically backs up the ship every time uh, or every few days that allows them to bring back Lucy. We also learned that I think it was 48 days. I forgot to write that down uh 48 days of hallucinations so it's been about a month and a half since the lady has won which means that Klein's been tied up for a month and a half uh Dutch and Johnny have been in a relationship for a month and a half which is really weird to think about and of course uh all sorts of stuff like that zeff has been living on the streets for a month and a half Uh, So it's good that we have Lucy back. There's not going to be too much going on with that, except for the fact that Davin is now captaining Lucy. Lucy's probably thinking, like, what the fuck is going on? Shout out to um, Tamson, who is the voice of Lucy. And then uh, Dutch's plan to awaken the others. Let's move on to that. Suddenly being faced with core memories of their other lives without access to the showers. And her plan is to awaken them. But here's my thought, right? Why did she not lock them into the bar? So that was like the weird thing for me is that she didn't like do any pre-planning stuff where she like actually says, okay, let's tie them down. Let's handcuff them. Even Delcea within 10 seconds can handcuff can handcuff Dutch to a chair, but Dutch doesn't have the wherewithal to be like, maybe I should prevent them from going anywhere because it just didn't seem like the most planned thing, but it was really nice to see the hologram of pre-singing again. It definitely seemed like it was a more produced version of pre-singing. And then we had not, that's not supposed to be a backhand compliment. It was just more like, it felt like a real, real production. Um, She gives Potter's wedding ring to Johnny, which is like, ouch. Hey, by the way, here's the wedding ring. You married this girl, Potter. She died right here. (laughs) Here's some pain. Oh, Davin. Hey, buddy. So you were part of this Special Forces. Here's your dog tag. They all trusted you. You killed them. Hey. Awesome. Yeah, bro. High five. Oh, you're going through like a mental breakdown? Cool. Yeah, you're good. Oh, everyone's things are off the chain. Yeah, go run outside in the rain. And I'm not going to like think that the rain is bad. Oh, wait. The rain's bad. Shit. Now they're pulling guns on us. Damn. So. <sighs> unfortunately i loved the ways that she brought their memories back i think it kind of 86 those ways for the future though because i don't think that they can be faced with the same things i think the lady just rewrites that so i'm wondering what the next thing she's going to use for getting johnny pre and uh davin to awaken and I think the easiest way to do it is to get them, off of old, get them out of Old Town so the rain can't hit them. Or just buy them some really nice raincoats. But we don't know if it's like fumes from the rain because obviously rain puts out a mist. Uh, and then obviously the showers are like the mists. Uh, you see in the beginning of the episode that there was like this sign that says don't avoid the mist at all the factories. So people are all about this decontamination Uh yeah, so kind of uh, kind of sucks that she didn't do some more preemptive planning so that they couldn't run away. But now they're chasing uh, they're chasing Dutch at the end of the episode. After we'll get to Delsaia and Jack, so that's we'll get to the end of the episode later. So Delsaia and Jack, obviously, we are introduced to them being on Arkin after Davin's looking for them. But apparently, the lady knows where they are. They're on Arkin in Red Nine. And they're killing Hullen, like Delcea's super ninja bitch. She is uh, she is a to quote Pre from last season, she's a no best no mess bitch. She's got knives, she's got bullets that can kill Hullen now. That's a new development. Um, she kills them, looks the guy right in the eye, and then stabs him through the heart and just twists the knife. It's uh pretty dope. Delcea is kind of a badass. And then we're introduced to Jack as well, still being super smart, still hacking stuff and still, like, ridiculous. And he, if we, if we remember, he can kind of predict the future to a degree. So he's going to definitely have a big part to play in this season. It would be asinine for them to not have him play a big part in this season. But Jack knows that Davin, Dutch, and Johnny are coming for them. They clear the hallways to be able to meet them. And... We have a meeting between Delcea and Dutch where Delsea is really upset because obviously Dutch, the last time they talked, said, I promise I will bring Anila out. And then now Delsea is like throwing that in her face being like, what are those just empty words? You're right. You lost. I'm well aware of everything going on. And that was really upsetting. And then she kisses Dutch. And says, damn you for having the same face as her. And then, of course, she's tied up. Like, Dutch should have tied up Davin, uh, Johnny, and Pre. But then we have a Jack and Davin meeting where he says, hey, Dad, you said you'd never forget. This is a lot of guilt. This is a lot of guilt this episode. Everybody's guilting everybody. Hey, you know that thing you said you'd do that you didn't do? Guilt. Hey, go along, Dad. Let's play catch. Guilt. Hey, you know how you're in an illusion and it's lady life? Like, you know how there's, like, supernatural forces at bay and you're just surrounded by chemicals that are changing your core memories and making sure you forget everything? You forgot me! Guilt! Hey, Dad, go long! Guilt! So, hashtag lady life, hashtag guilt, hashtag Zeph is Al Gore. We're at three, guys! Let's see how many more we can get. So, um... Obviously, he gets tased, knocked the F F out. I also have to mention that Dav is really getting the short end of the stick here, just like Johnny used to as a killjoy. Dav got drugged in the beginning by Dutch, and now he gets shocked by Dalsea. He's going to be a bit of a punching bag this season. I have a prediction to do that. Um, Jack's plan, though, we learned that he needed Dutch's fingerprint, thus the pistol that Delcea got, and the DNA sample, thus the kiss. So Delcea obviously kissed Dutch not just because she looks like Anila, but because she needed the DNA of Dutch to do whatever Jack's plan is. So if we want to get into what I think Jack's plan is, we still have one more topic to cover, but it just makes sense because I'm doing a solo show to talk about it here. I'm going to lay down a a, uh, a prediction here for Jack's plan. Jack's plan is to recreate a version of the green to trap the lady and he's using Yala's DNA as the base as she was created from it and so was he. The lady still wants Jack because he's the perfect vessel for her but because of that Jack knows that he can lure the lady's core self into one location and trap her again. So basically we're getting the plot to Superman and we're gonna like Trap the lady in a little square thing and send her off into space. But, you know, that might happen, might not. We'll see. So let's see what the chat says. Ivan Soto says, hell no, she killed Potter. ER's grandpa says, I loved how Delsea dropped kicked those three guards. And Paul says, prediction Kendry will be your buddy and a hero by the end of season five. Yes, I think that Kendry will be somewhat of a hero. Um, I know that we've dealt with Johnny and Delsea's past, but... It's going to be really interesting to see how we deal with it again, because Johnny's obviously going to have an inherent dislike for Delcea. It would be interesting if Johnny's Awakening is at the hands of Delcea, basically saying, yeah, I killed your wife, bitch. Deal with it. Hashtag no mess, bitch. So, hashtag no mess, bitch. Hashtag lady life. Hashtag Zeph's Al Gore. And... Whatever that other hashtag I was. You guys got to help me out. Stop bashing Potter. We can bash Potter. She's a corpse. They don't bruise. Um, Okay, so that's kind of what I think is going on with Jack's plan. We have some more predictions coming later. Let's go to the lady. The lady talks to Klein. uh, And Klein's just like, why are you afraid? Why are you afraid? Lady's like, I am not afraid of them. I'm going to take them down. She has no one. She is alone. I am an eight-year-old little girl. I have the ability to transfer my consciousness into any body in, into the quad, but I am going to choose the body of this emotionless, expressionless little girl because I am the lady. Hashtag lady life. Hashtag little girl lady life. Hashtag avoiding subway. That was a little bit of a dark humor joke. Um, So... Yeah, lady talking to Klein. Klein's like, pfft, bitch. Pff, I got my girls out there. I'm good. I'm alive. Everyone thought I was dead at the end of season four. Pfft. I'm alive. Anila's like being like a mental thing somewhere, taking control of stuff without you knowing. I'm good. I'm gonna just wait here. You can pistol whip me if you want, but I'm Klein. I'm Rob Stewart. I'm the Silver Fox. No, you can't kill me. It's been, it's been done. It's been done too many times. You can't kill Klein. You've already done it. Uh, Paul Helen says, Stephen, I think you should say Delsea Kendry or Kendry. I think Delsea is just her title. Kendry is her name. That's true. But you guys know exactly what I mean when I sell Delsea. So I'm going to just say Delcea and hashtag and snacks. So yeah, the lady's kind of nervous. She's like, what? And yeah. And then, uh, Paul's asking, what do you reckon they're making at the factory? I will tell you that in a moment. Or I'll tell you what I think it is in a moment, obviously. I don't actually know. Um, So they're terraforming for something new. The planet is being terraformed, which Dutch immediately is like, well, the planet's already been terraformed. And I am thinking of this as like some kind of Zerg thing. Any StarCraft fans out there where it's like the creep? Basically, I think that um, the planet, Westerly, was terraformed from something and it's the easiest to revert back to that which is closer to what the lady needs we've never actually seen what the lady looked like when she was in her original form so i really think that based on what her ship looks like based on the technology of what the lady uses it was probably something super organic like the tentacle that we saw earlier which we see like the first batch so i think that the lady is terraforming the planet back to something zerg like Uh, from StarCraft, which is, like, very... I'm trying to think of a great example. Not so much Borg, but, like, very organic. Like, gross organic. Um, You have seen Starship Troopers, like, those bugs, like, kind of their kind of thing, like, their habitat, the inside of their habitat. Or if you've seen the anime Blue Gender, something like that. So, that's kind of what I believe the lady is doing on that regard. Also, the de- 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 decontamination bracelets are cool. It, raises your stre- it detects your raised stress, and then you go and it calms you down and reuploads uploads an encoder to your memory, and we learn that she's still afraid of Yala. So let's go ahead and get into our special segment, That Lady's a Parasite, where we talk about a different parasite each week that controls the mind of the thing it infects. Today we're talking about Kamikaze Horsehair Worms, Paragordius Trichus bedatus. And I'm reading this straight off an article. One of these worms can grow up to a foot long and look like a a cooked piece of spaghetti, but to get to that point, it needs a house cricket or a grasshopper to do its bidding. First, a tiny horsehair worm larva is eaten by the larva of the other insect, such as a mosquito or mayfly. Once this emerges from the water, a cricket or grasshopper will snatch it up. Then the horsehair worm begins to develop inside the cricket in earnest, but the worm's final stage of development takes place in water. The cricket wouldn't normally swim or even hang out near water, so the worm must get it there. By altering the functions of the cricket's central nervous system, the worm coerces it into jumping slap-bang into the nearest body of water. The hapless cricket then drowns itself, allowing the horsehair worm to emerge and reproduce. From the outside, you wouldn't be able to tell if a cricket had been infected, but neurologically, the worm is in control. Ben Hennelt of the University of New Mexico in Albuquerque, who studies the worms, says he has seen a whopping 32 worms pushing themselves out of one luckless host. If you guys want to cringe a little bit, go ahead and look up Horsehair Worms on YouTube. You'll see some pretty cool videos of like praying mantis and all sorts of things like that. Um, Really quick, I'm going to shout out some more chat people. Ivan says there's no more green, so Kendry wasn't killing Holland. Just people remember Holland blinked green. Yes, but it's the Holland cloud, Ivan. Remember, the lady has controlled everyone. Even if there's no green, there's still the cloud because she is Steve Jobs. Technically, in some weird way, not going to explain it. Um, Let's move on to our other special segment this week where we have the top three. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun! Welcome! We have the top three world-building elements of Killjoys, and these are the reasons why Killjoys is the next show that you need to watch if you haven't watched it already, because the world-building is so great, and it actually interacts with the story in such a way that you haven't really seen very well since The Next Generation, or since like different things like, like the animated Star Wars series where they really build the worlds out. But even then they have so much canon to go on. So let's go ahead and talk about it. The religions that are based upon the story canon that drive a greater narrative. Uh, this goes back to the Scarbacks and all sorts of things like that. Of course, the Kreshi have their religion too. I think it's really important that you establish these pre-established like religions and different social structures so that when you work with them later on, it's something that's already a part of the world and not something introduced solely for a character development. Next, number two... The planetary customs that ground the characters into an econo class or tradition based on backstory. So you have people from Westerly, Cresh, Leith, Old Town, all these different areas and all these different uh, econo classes of people, whether it's the middle class, lower class, or high class. And the Creshy, of course, are the high class in this moment. It it really kind of grounds the characters and gives them a backstory that makes sense. So you know that if you're introduced to a character later on that's from Crash, they're going to be snobbish and they're going to come from money or they're going to be a slave. And if you know somebody comes from like Old Town, they're going to be more of the poorer people who are escaping the law. So it it, it establishes a world building exercise that lets them introduce characters without having to provide too much backstory other than where they're from. And we see this in this episode where they're talking about characters from Crash or they're talking about the Leathers, or whatever that kind of thing is. So it's, it's really great. And then the number one world building element of Killjoys obviously is the systems of government that interact and intertwine in unique ways to push the story acts in new and interesting ways. Thus, the Rack, level six, Killjoys, the Nine, the Holland, and the other alien races. So... Those are the reasons why Killjoys is great. Those are the top three world-building elements of Killjoys. Let me know what you think. A special runner-up that I thought of was obviously how they say what the hells, the sayings and things like that, and the things that everyone's uh, everyone's aware of, like joy being the currency of the the world, and of course the rack agents, like the way they level up and have different ranks. So there's tons of world-building in this show, and I think they do such a great job with it, but... That's kind of uh, that's kind of what we're all about, guys. That was our top three. That was our special segment. We cover the entire episode for you guys. If there's anything I missed, please hit that thumbs up. Hit the like button uh, on YouTube. Go to iTunes and leave us an Apple Podcast review. I will read it on the next episode. So if you give me five stars, tell us what you like about the show on Apple Podcasts. We're also on Spotify and all the other things. So please subscribe to this channel and support AfterBuzz TV and watch all the other shows that we do here. And the roots will grow, guys. So, really quick predictions. We'll get scenes. AfterBuzz TV predictions. I think we're going to get scenes with the lady talking through Johnny and Davin and pre-Jack's plans to recreate a version of The Green to Trap the Lady. If Klein is out... Is Anila also out? I think we I kind of went into my prediction on that. I think that because Westerly was terraformed for humans, it might be more easily terraformed back into something for the lady. And I think that she's terraforming the planet back into a Zerg-like state preparing for original style of body. So those are kind of the predictions. That's the show. Run, yalla run! You guys can follow me on Twitter at Steven Lemieux. Uh obviously I'll be back every week. We might have Cherry with us as well to talk about Killjoys season five. Hopefully you enjoyed this one. Please wait till this stream is over and comment in the videos alone. Shout out to Marvin Richardson, Paul P Man Howland, Ivan Soto, of course, channels, and renji 90998 for being in the chat and ER's grandpa. You guys are the best. Thank you so much for being involved. And we will see you next week here on the Afterbuzz TV After Show for Killjoys. See you then. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to After Buzz TV.